Hello and welcome to this message from the river. We hope that this message from Pastor Billy Pate inspires and challenges you towards a greater relationship with Jesus Christ. Now let's join Pastor Billy Pate for another exciting message. Have you ever had a need in your life? that seemingly was just bigger than anything you had faced before. And you knew immediately that you needed an increase in your faith to take you through this. I I probably think that all of us at some time or another has gone through that in our life, increasing our faith. You see, we're not the only ones that feels sometimes we need our faith increased. Because when you look at the scripture uh, found here in Luke chapter 17 and verse 5, the apostles are saying to the Lord, increase our faith. Increase our faith. Now how many of you are facing something in your life this morning? And um, you don't know whether or not you have enough faith, you know, to take you through it. Or you just feel like you need more faith to carry on your Christian experience. And that's what we're going to talk about this morning for the next few moments. How to increase your faith. So how do we go from little faith found in Luke 12, 28, to the great faith found in Matthew 15, 28. From the alphabetical scale of our faith, how do we go from the ABC of our faith all the way over to the XYZ of our faith? How do we get more faith when we need it? Because you see, faith is very important. The Bible says that we are saved by faith. By grace through faith are you saved. So we're saved by faith. Makes it important. We walk by faith. We are healed by faith. We receive the Holy Spirit by faith. Every one of our prayers that are answered are answered by faith faith in God. So that makes faith very important. It's not unusual then for you and I as Christians to say to the Lord, Lord, increase my faith. I need more faith. Is that available to us? The question is obvious. How do we increase our faith? Well, one of the ways that we increase our faith is by hearing. When you look at Romans 10, 17, it says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Did you get that? Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Aren't you glad as a Christian that Faith is something that comes to you. 
You and I don't have to beg God for faith. We don't have to plead, Lord, give me more faith. No, faith is something that freely comes from the Lord. Well, how does it come? The Bible says that it comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now, if you don't have the word, W-R-D, underscored or circled in that verse, you need to do it. Because in the Greek, W-R-D here is not talking about the Logos word, but it's talking about the Rhema word. Now, there's not any conflict between these two Greek words. The Rhema word is simply the written word of God. It is God's word for everyone, whether we're a Christian or whether we're not a Christian. Every one of us can read God's word. It's available. That's called the Logos word. It's for everyone. But the Rhema word is God's personal word to you. So there's a difference between the two. And when this verse is saying, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the rhema word, God's personal word to you. Here you are, you're sitting at home, reading the Bible, doing your morning devotions. And as you're meditating on the word, suddenly a verse of scripture just is illuminated by the Holy Spirit to you just sort of jumps off the page to you. And you say, that's it. That's the answer to the need that I have in my life. And you believe it, and you receive it into your heart as God's personal word to you. And in that moment, faith is born. How? Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. There's a classic illustration of this found in Matthew chapter 14. You, you remember Jesus has just fed the 5,000 and um, he and his disciples are tired so he says get in the boat to his disciples push away from the shore go to the other side of the sea. And so they push away and head out for the other side. Jesus stays behind and he dismisses the crowd and he goes into the mountain to pray. Halfway over, the disciples run into a horrific storm. The water and the wind, the pressure of the wind, they're thinking the boat's going to sink. And uh, the Bible says at the fourth watch, it was about 3 o'clock in the morning. They see someone walking on the water and the wave in the midst of that wind, the horrific storm that they were in. And when they finally recognize that it's Jesus, Peter says to him, Lord, if it's really you, then bid me to come to you on the water. And the Lord says one word to Peter. Verse 29, he says, come. And Peter walks over to the side of that ship 
I can imagine this, and sits down on the side getting ready to throw his feet over into the water. When Thomas comes over and grabs him by the shoulder and says to him, Peter, don't be a foolish person. If you try to walk in that water, you're going to sink and drown. We'll never see you again, doubting Thomas. Now, I just imagine that. That's not in the Bible. I just imagine that. But uh, Peter just threw his feet over the side of that ship, and the moment they touched the water, it was just like concrete under his feet. He began to walk on the water and the waves just like Jesus did. Now, stop for a moment and remember that when Jesus said, Come, every disciple on that ship heard Jesus say that. But yet only Peter had the faith to put his feet over and walk on the water. Why? Because only Peter received the rhema word from the Lord. You see... Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. The moment you receive the rhema word, and you believe it, and receive it into your heart, faith is born. And that's when things begin to happen in your life. So faith is something that comes by hearing. And that's the value of you and I having our morning devotions every day. We get in alone with God and we read that book. We don't do that to be religious. We don't read the Bible to, to be more religious and say, I read the Bible through this year, that's good. But that's not why we do it. We read that and meditate on that word. To hear a rhema word from God. For our lives. Friend, if we ever needed to hear from God, it's now. If we ever needed faith for our problems and our situation, we need it now. And when that faith comes in and explodes in you, you have God's supernatural help in your life. Makes a big difference. And that's the value of coming to church like this. It's not just, well, you know, I've got to go to church today. It's Sunday. No, no. We come to church. We open our hearts up in worship. We just soak in the presence of the Lord. And we listen intensely to what the pastor is saying, hoping and praying that we'll receive that rhema word from God because of the crisis that we're going through in our family or in our own life. Faith is born when that rhema word comes. The old timers, many years ago, I don't know if you've read the history of the church back in the early 1900s, they would just get alone and, and just wait on God. And people would say, why are you just waiting on God like that? They said, because we need to hear from God. We need God to speak to us. That's where that faith comes from, for what you're facing in your life. I want to tell you this morning, 
I want to impress upon your heart that God has a rhema word for you. You don't have to face your struggles of life all by yourself. You don't have to throw in the towel. God says, hey, I have a rhema word and that faith will be born in you and you will be depending upon me when you believe that I am who I say I am and I will do what I said I will do. And when that's born in your heart, then you have help to help you through these struggles of life. Are you ready to hear from God? Amen. I shared with the church, I think, when they were back in the old building. We have a, a daughter who <clears throat> is married to a minister here in town. Linda, when she was a little girl, she had one earache after the other. Pressure would build up infection behind her ear. And um, we would have to take her down to the doctor and have it lance and uh, get that pressure off of her ear. It was just terrible. And um, we prayed for her and prayed for her. For whatever reason, uh, she did not receive her healing. But as the years went by, we took her back to the doctor. And uh, he said to us, Marilyn and I, well, her scar tissue has built up. I'm going to have to do surgery on her ear. This will be the last time I will lance that ear. After this, she may lose the hearing. Definitely. Um, she will have hearing loss in a, in a very bad manner. And so we were pastoring a church, and it was Sunday evening. And Marilyn had Linda. She was a little girl. And service was going on, and Marilyn heard a rhema word from the Lord. But I didn't know it. Um, she waited for the appropriate time of service to come down, but, you know, it wasn't the usual routine. And when she came down, she, I went down to where she was. She was my wife with my daughter. And she said, the Lord told me if I would come in here tonight, and call for the elders of the church according to scripture. When they anoint her with oil and pray over her, the prayer of faith would save Linda from this affliction and the Lord would raise her up tonight. The rhema word. And so, of course, I call the elders around, you know. I'm not doubting my wife. And we prayed for her. From that day to this, many years has gone by. She was completely healed. She's never had another earache. Today she leads worship every Sunday morning in the church, sing special, probably, you know, she has just 100% hearing in her ears. The rhema word, it does something that we're not able to do ourselves. There is a God in heaven he is the immutable God. He has never changed. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And you and I can have faith and receive it from Him that He will do what He said He will do. Amen? Now, I do get a little loud. How many of you recognize that? 
I was preaching last Sunday, and uh, there was a group of young people over to the left. And one of them must have stayed up all night. Uh, she was dozing off like this. <laughs> and I raised my voice, and honestly, she, she jumped two or three inches off of that seat. I couldn't help but just laugh out loud and, and apologize to her. I really scared her. I felt bad about that. But, um, so if you doze off and I see you jump, I'll know what happened. <laughs> so faith is increased by what we hear, hearing the rhema word. Faith is also increased by what we see. Now, I'm not talking about what you can see with your natural eyes, but I'm talking about what you can see through your eyes of faith. When you look at Hebrews 11 and 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Notice what it says, now faith is. I think it's important that we realize that faith is something that works in the now. When you receive faith, you can't store it up in your heart for a month or a year or just use it any time you want to. When God gives you faith, when faith shows up in your life, faith is to use right now, to release it right now. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. What that verse is saying, that hope is for tomorrow. Faith is for today. But the latter part of that verse says, faith is the evidence of things not seen. Not seen. What does that mean? You and I operate in this life in our five senses. What we see and smell and taste and hear and feel, that's how we operate in this visible world. Am I right? But now the faith that is ours is often called the sixth sense. It operates in the unseen world. Faith operates in the unseen world. Our senses operates in this visible world. The battles, the connection, they, they have to be won in the invisible world before there are the manifestation of what we need in this world. That's why whenever you look at Philippians 4 and 19, it reminds us that my God shall supply all of your need. God, John 4, 24, says he's a spirit. The spirit world will supply how many of our needs? All of our needs. How? According to his riches in glory. So our faith works in that invisible world and causes things to be manifest into this visible world. I want to tell you something. The invisible world is more real than this visible world. 
Amen? Because it was the invisible world that made this world. So it's more real than this. Now I'm going to tell you something else. <laughs> I thought you might be interested. <laughs> when we become a born again Christian, we become spirit beings. Our spirits are born again. We become alive with God. We're tuned in to the spirit world as a Christian. Aren't you glad you're tuned in with God? Amen. So when you see somebody in church sometimes and they're, they're crying or they're rejoicing or they're thrilled about the Lord, you know, and dancing in the spirit. Um, a very formal individual may come in and say, what are they doing in here? What's wrong with them? <laughs> well, let me tell you. It's because we are a spiritual people having a natural reaction to the presence and the power of God. We're not natural people having a spiritual experience. No, no. We are spiritual people having a natural experience. These old bodies, when they come in contact with God, <laughs> the invisible world, the supernatural power of God, it affects these old bodies. Are you listening to me? You wonder why sometimes people get emotional that are born-again believers, that's the reason why. <laughs> They're spiritual people having a natural reaction. It'll dawn on you after a while what I'm talking about. <laughs> so faith is increased by what we see. Uh, there's a classic example of this found in 2 Kings chapter 6. Uh, you remember Elijah has a little school of the prophet going on down in the valley and it's surrounded by hills all around. And it's early in the morning and one of the young prophets, they get up, go out, wash their face while he's drying his eyes. He looks up in the hills around him and surrounding them is the Syrian army full of horses and chariots waiting for a command to come down on that little Bible school because Elijah had been revealing all of the secrets of his enemies to the good guys. And so they were coming to get the prophet. And he calls out for Elijah when he sees this Syrian army. And uh, Elijah comes out and he says, look, Elisha looks up there all around. Yeah. Oh, he said, don't worry about it. <laughs> those that be for us are more than those that be against us. And a young man looked up. He started counting those Syrian troops. 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60. Oh, just counting all the way around him. And then he looked at the old prophet walking away. One. And then he pointed to himself too. And then he thought, whoa, the old prophet's losing it. And just about then the prophet, who had that inner sense, said, Lord, verse 17, 
open his eyes. And when he opened his eyes, he looked up, and above the Syrian army was an angelic host encircling them. Horses of fire and chariots of fire more than the enemy. That built up his faith. Faith is increased by what you see in that invisible world that is there as your support and your help and your rescue. Would you say amen? So stop looking at your problem and start looking at the solutions of, to your problems by faith. Stop looking at your defeat and start looking at victory in your life through faith. Stop looking at your unanswered prayer and begin to see answered prayer by faith in God because faith is increased by what you see. Now I want to tell you, so many times we can get our eyes on this present life that we're living in. Our circumstances, we'll even look back on the past at the mistakes and the failures that we've made. And we just nullify the faith that we have. God doesn't care about all of that. God is not affected by the natural or by the past. God is looking at your faith in Him. That He is who He says He is. He will do what He says He will do. Let your faith loose. Start seeing the right thing. Is there anything too difficult for God? All things are possible with God. Would you say amen to that? Those are not my words. <laughs> Those are his words. All things are possible to them that believe, that have faith. See it by faith. Oh, there's a God in heaven that wants to meet your needs 10,000 times more than you want to meet those needs. In fact, dear friend, he has already met those needs. They're in the storehouse in heaven. He's just waiting for you to latch in by your faith in him so he can confirm and give to you what he has already promised to you and I. Amen? Okay, so our faith is increased by what we hear, the rhema word. Our faith is increased by what we see, by seeing, looking by faith rather than looking at things in the natural. And our faith is increased by what we say. Now when you look at the Bible, you'll find in Romans 10 and 8, what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we preach. Did you know 
that the word of faith, faith that comes from the word, has to be in your heart. A lot of people are very comfortable with that. Yes, I have faith on the inside. But the Bible says it has to be in your mouth. You might be interested to know as a Christian that the Bible teaches us that one of the ways that you and I release our faith that we have in our heart is by what we speak. The faith that is in our heart, the rhema word, God's personal word to us that we believed and received, that's what we're to speak with our mouth. So many times we'll have faith in our heart, but we will speak our fears. Oh, I, I, I don't know. You know, I, I believe God. I believe all this is what God says it is. Oh, and, and we speak our fears. Or we will speak our doubts. We'll speak our unbelief. But the Bible says to release that faith in your heart. What you need to do is to speak the same thing with your mouth. Don't change that confession, profession. The Bible says, hold fast your profession of faith because it has great recompense of reward. I mean, what you're speaking out there, don't change it. Don't be moved by your circumstances, by what you see or what you hear. Be moved by that rhema word, that faith on the inside of you and just keep that in your mouth. You're releasing it, you know. It just releases it. It causes things to happen. Um, let me give you an illustration of this. In Mark chapter 11, uh, Jesus says to his disciples, he says, have faith in God. Now, if you have a Schofield Bible, I don't know what translation, there's so many translations today. But in one of the translations of my Bible, it, it translates it, have faith in God. Have the faith of God or the God kind of faith. So what is the God kind of faith? What kind of faith does God operate in? Well, when you look at the Bible, it says in... Um, Hebrews 11 and 3, by faith we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things that are seen were made by things which do not appear. Faith we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God. God spoke the worlds into existence. You remember Genesis, that's familiar to everybody. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void and darkness, filled the face of the earth. And the Spirit of God hovered over the water, and then it says, God said, and it was so. You read a little bit, and God said, and it was so. Read a little bit, God said, and it was so. I mean, every time God spoke, let there be light. Light. Every time God said something. And this is what Jesus is saying. He says, have the God kind of faith. 
learn to speak your faith. Now, in this very chapter, Mark 11, Jesus and his disciples are just coming out of Bethany. And as they walk out, they see this lovely fig tree with leaves all over it. And when it has leaves like that, it usually has figs. And they all go over to it, and there aren't any figs. And Jesus simply said, henceforth, forever, no man shall eat of your fruit. And they just went on into Jerusalem. Early the next morning, they're passing by the same location. And the disciples said, Jesus, look at that fig tree. It's already wilted down to the roots. It's gone. And Jesus saw the opportunity to teach them this lesson on the increase of faith. And he said, have the God kind of faith. Whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed, plucked up, and cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he saith. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Now listen to that. Whosoever shall say to this mountain in their life, whatever that may be, be thou plucked up and removed, cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. Faith has got to be in your heart. He shall have whatsoever he saith. He is saying, you are releasing your faith when you speak the same thing that's in your heart. If there's doubt there, it won't work. But if you speak the same thing, you're continually releasing. Faith is a force, a spiritual force that God honors because it's in Him. It's your trust in Him. It's what you're asking Him for. It's why the Bible says, if God be for you, who can be against you? And you read this book every time that God shows up and people have called out to God. I mean, it works. There's such a force there. Nothing can withstand the hand of Almighty God working in your defense, dear friend. Faith, faith. You say, Brother Wilbur, does that really work? Well, it works in salvation. It's the same principle in salvation. When you, you look in the Bible at Romans 10 and 9, it says, if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. With the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So you see how they work together even with our salvation to bring a miracle in our life. What am I saying, church? I'm saying stop speaking your fears and your doubts because you're living in a world that's full of it and the unbelief that you hear on television 
or all of the stations. You read in the newspaper. Begin to place your faith in God and speak what God says. Heaven and earth, he says, will pass away, but not one jot nor tittle of my word shall pass away until it all be fulfilled. I mean, the immutable God never changes. His word never changes. Whatever he has spoken and you believe it, and it is God's promise to you, and you have that rhema word that God gives to you, I want to tell you, faith comes into your life. Let God put his loving arms around you this morning. Let him draw you close to him and give you assurance that he wants to help you. And he's given to every one of us the measure of faith. And he tells us that faith as a grain of mustard seed, we can remove mountains with that. It doesn't take a lot of faith. It just takes that increase of faith, that rhema word, that whisper from the Lord, that steel voice presses upon your heart. This, I'm talking to you, he says. And you just suddenly know that you know that you know, God, it's done. It's done, Lord. Hallelujah. No doubt it's done. Would you stand, please? This is what the Lord is saying this morning to you. The Lord is saying that I have a word for you. I want to speak to you. I want to give you the rhema word for the situations of your life. Church, every promise in this book from Genesis to the book of Revelation is God's about God's provision for mankind. God wants to help you. You'll never be able to say, God, you didn't care about me. You didn't love me. You didn't help me. It's all God says, hey, this is what I'll do for you. You'll believe in me. I'll do it for you. He has a rhema word for you this morning. I want you to think about what you're going through, what you're struggling with. Some of you may be thinking about giving up on people or situations. But God has a rhema word for you that can change everything. And then I want you to listen for that rhema word this morning. The second thing I want to tell you is that I want you to stop looking at things in a natural way. And I want you to begin to look at things by faith in God, what God says in his word. If God said it, I believe it. And that settles it. Amen? Because you and God are a majority. The third thing I want to tell you is learn to speak your faith. Stop speaking negatively. Stop speaking your unbelief and your doubts and your fear. 
There is a God in heaven that's bigger than those things. And he's always telling us, be not afraid. Fear not. God's here this morning. He wants to help you. Let God help you this morning. We would love for you to visit us at 1110 South Preston Street, Burt Texas. And as always, we encourage you to come experience life with us at the river. Till I found myself face down on your shore. You say, come to me.